Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, the Rising Kings founder and director. Ben, what's going on, brother? How are you? Well, man, very well. Feel good? Good week. Since the last podcast, fair few things of reflection coming up at the moment around health and physical and, you know, back into CrossFit. And I think my number one challenge, man, is I'm starting to realize I'm fucking 44. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, dude, there was just, there's a couple of dudes in, in my CrossFit class. And, you know, I love the chase. I love kind of chasing someone down, you know, I want to catch them. It's, it's kind of just something that I do. And, you know, I want to get my fitness and strength and just chase these guys down in the, in the wads. And look, I'm only a couple of weeks in, let's be real here and just been through a pretty big operation. But putting all that to the side, you know, I did this session with one of the guys there on the weekend. It was, man, it was a fucking brutal session. It was the closest I've come to vomiting in years uh, during this session. Anyway, the guy I, I partnered with, you know, he was solid and we both had a solid workout. And at the end, I was just like, I was saying to one of the other guys who I knew, because I didn't know the young guy I was partnered with. I didn't know his age or anything or anything like that. And I was just like, fuck, man, I felt like such a failure in that workout, you know? I was like, this dude was just inspiring me the whole way to just, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And I was like, man, I was just giving it everything. But I feel like this guy had this, just this edge that he could just hold out in front of me. And this guy that I know who's similar age to me goes, bro. He's 27 fucking years old. <laughs> and I was like, part of me was like, okay, I want to bank that. But then part of me is like, so still, man, I still want it. I still fucking want it. So it's been interesting watching my mind navigate this stuff. You know, like, look, I am 44. There is my, I'm questioning in my journaling at the moment. I'm like, have I hit my, not just, not health peak, but definitely, you know, have I hit my strength peak? Am I actually going to get stronger? Like I'll build up and I'll definitely get stronger than what I am now, but I'll definitely hit a ceiling, I think, at this age to what I did when I was in my you know, early to mid 30s. So it's been interesting to watch that, man, because I'm hungry, brother. Like I do enjoy the chase. I enjoy the challenge of it. I enjoy pushing myself to to get after it. However, there's that little, it's the first time I've had that little gnawing noise in the back of my head going, bro, <laughs> you're never going to catch these kids. You're not 27 again. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're out of their league now, man. And it's time to take, you know, take note of that. So anyway, that's where my week's been, man. Just navigating it, not letting it eat at me or pull away from the work. It's allowing me though to really start digging in on, well, what does health look like for me in the next five years? Yeah. Is it just about strength? Is it about mobility? Is it about flexibility? Is it about just pure, you know, Metcon fitness? And, you know, when I'm answering these things, I go down the track of, well, I fucking want it all. I want to be the fucking strongest, fittest, fastest, you know, and it's it's like, well, man, if you can't have it all, what are you going to choose and what order is it in so I can start looking at the path in order to achieve that? So, yeah, that's been my week, mate. Always complexity in, in the world. <laughs> Has it been bugging you since then? No, it's just interesting as, as I watched this come up. It's the first time 
age has become a discussion in my mental dialogue. It's I've never thought about age before. I've you know in my thirties and even one two years ago, and I, I think too you know the other big thing is I've been training on my own for the last two and a half years. This is the first time I've come back into a you know team environment or where, where you're training with others. You know, so I was CrossFit early forties. I took two and a half years training on my own, and now I'm back in the CrossFit world again. And so it's uh, it's adapting to that, you know, because you got to be careful. Like you can get really caught up in that competitive drive, and it and I don't want it to dictate whether I come home in a good mood or a bad mood. <laughs> like I got to be careful of that because you know, in the past I can be that guy. You have a good workout and you fucking do well and you place well in the wad. And all of a sudden, you come home and you're like, yeah, man, good mood. But then if you have a really shitty workout and don't do so well and you don't perform well, you come home and you're a little bit distant. You're a little bit you know, frustrated and annoyed and you can't be present and connected and you're really not living your best life when that's happening. So I'm, just, I'm really navigating and looking at this as it comes up at the moment. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think for me, it's a little bit harder. I haven't yet to feel that way yet. I know it's coming up. Um, you know, when when I see some of these guys, at the, I was at the driving range the other day when I see some of these kids hitting this ball and I'm going to myself, man, yeah. it must be good to, to feel that way or even just how far <laughs> yeah. they're able to swing the club. I'm like, man, I wish my back can handle that. But uh, it's interesting how once you hit a certain sort of age, how, you know, we're comparing ourselves to back to how we used to be when we were in our 20s and how much more for me, it's like, how much more important is it to actually be able to take ourselves, take care of ourselves physically so that we could really sort of maintain this sort of peak performance throughout the rest of our, our years? And we've got plenty of time left, right? Absolutely. You're 44, you got what, another 60, 70 years in you? 66. <laughs> yeah, 67, 101. All right, good driver. So, I like it. Anyways, if you're ready, I will kind of want to jump into to today's topic. And I think for me, this is something that I really, when, when I was thinking about this, I was really thinking about me and what I want to do in the future. And the topic for today is why can't you hold yourself accountable? So a lot of the guys that I speak with recently, like within like the f- past four to five days, every time I've asked them this question, the answer has always been, I don't know who, right? So the question I always ask them is, who holds you accountable? And they go, I think I do. And I go, well, think about outside of the professional life, right? Because in the professional life, it's easy for us to be able to held, you know, be held accountable and to hold ourselves accountable, right? Because we've got skin in the game. If you don't show up professionally, then obviously, you know, financially, that's going to, you know, make a, a pretty huge impact in your life. But when it comes to our personal life, like working on ourselves physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, that's something that usually is just sort of pushed off to the side. When it comes to showing off for the kids and, and for, the, for the wife, that's usually something that we can sort of give an excuse to as to why we can't do it right now. So in those areas, we tend to procrastinate pretty big. And most guys that I talk to, it's like, yeah, my wife maybe sometimes holds me accountable. But I go, really, does she actually hold you accountable? Or do you want to think she holds you accountable? I'm going to go, oh, no, no, she does. And I, I do as well. And I go, really, you hold yourself accountable? I go, let's be honest with ourselves. And they go, no, actually, I don't hold myself accountable. And the wife usually has a pretty loose sort of leash on me and I can pretty much get away with it, you know, whatever it is that I want to get away with, right? So my first question to you is, first of all, how do you define accountability? Yeah, I feel accountability is where you do the things you know you need to do, but you don't feel like doing them. And so being held accountable 
is actually doing those, like sticking to your word. Accountability is, I know I need to do this. I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. However, I will make it happen. And that's accountability. And on top of that, you know, like in terms of defining accountability, I feel there are three layers of accountability that drives in this. There's accountability for yourself. So you hold yourself accountable. And the next layer, which, you know, if we hold ourselves accountable, it's 50-50 at best. You know, we'll hold ourselves 50% accountable to the stuff we say we need to do and what we're going to do. And the other 50% we let slide. There's like one-on-one accountability. It might be your wife, it might be a friend, it might be a coach that holds you accountable to things that you say you're going to do. And again, I think it's like 50-50. You do the things, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm just I'm letting that person down a little bit. It's not that big of a deal. They'll probably let me off the hook for a lot of the things as well because they're like, hey, well, you tried your best. You know, that's when it comes to our wives, like it's and our partners and our chosen ones. It's you got to be careful. It's not their responsibility to be fucking on you 24-7. Fucking do this. You know, you said you're going to do it. They want to keep the peace as well. So that's one-on-one accountability. And then there's group accountability. And that's where I think the elixir lies. That's where the golden magic of it all lies. Because all of a sudden, when you're accountable to a group and you're the one who's not upholding the end of the bargain or not doing the work that you set out to do, and it has an impact on the unit, then all of a sudden it changes the way you start operating. Now, let me ask you this. And this is something that I hear a lot too. So, you know, we've gotten some guys that were former military, looking to Rising Kings and things like that. Once they've gone sort of, uh, you know, you talked about the group accountability. Once they've left military and have gone into that civilian life and they no longer really have that group accountability. And for some reason, because they lack that group accountability of being able to be accounted, you know, accountable to the entire unit, then their personal accountability and their wife can't hold them accountable. Things seem to sort of falter pretty quickly. And I'm curious, like for you, what do you think is really like the most important sort of level of accountability? Because you mentioned three of them, right? It's yourself, it's the one-on-one, and it's the group. Like, what do you feel is the most important one? Look, the most important one is you. However, it's the hardest one to really fucking work out, to really make happen in your life. And so that's why you, if you go up the scale, like the group accountability, like you're talking about even in military terms, like all of a sudden when your attitude, behaviors, the way you respond, the things you say you're going to do, all these different things, if they're not done and they're not achieved you're actually letting down not just one person, not just yourself, you're letting down an entire unit of people. And so all of a sudden, that feeling of reliability and responsibility escalates. It's up way high. There's, there's more to lose here because it's going to cost a lot in terms of the impact it's going to have on many based on what you're doing versus when it's you and you let yourself off the hook. I mean, the only person it's really affecting, it's you. When it's your chosen one or a friend or a coach or something like that, when you let yourself or, and you don't do what you set out to do, you're really just letting them down a little bit and yourself down. And that's why I think the group really works well. However, what you want to do is you want to start in that group and over time, just through the work and working on yourself and really you know, figuring out like, what's my mission here as a person? Like, what am I here to achieve? How do I really want to show up? in this limited time I have on earth as a human being, 
you want to start getting in underneath personal accountability. That's the stuff that's going to really you know, drive big results in a person's life. Because if you can nail that, man, you can actually achieve everything you ever desired. The challenge is, however, like, and I've been in and out of it, and there are times where I've been very, very accountable to myself. I feel I'm in a, in a really good space with that at the moment. However, there have been times where, you know, you start off with that, but then the momentum starts to drop. It's the little things, man, just little bits and pieces start to slide, start to drop. And all of a sudden you find yourself not holding yourself accountable to your word. And then you've got to go reintegrate. You've got to go get yourself back into, you know, like we said, uh, one like level two of accountability or up to that group level three accountability. I mean, you think about it, like think about it in terms of gym, going to the gym and training personal accountability. You get you sign up to a gym, you go in there, you train, you do your own thing. It's hit and miss results. Like it's I see it a lot in a lot of guys. Like it's fucking 9 times out of 10 it doesn't work. Go and invest in being part of a class, you know, where it's accountable. Like even to the point like this CrossFit group I'm a part of. Man, if I register to go into their their class tomorrow and if I don't show up, like if I'm registered and I don't show up, They'll kick you out for a week. You're not allowed to train for a week unless you have a fucking good hard reason why you didn't show up to that class. And that's the power of group accountability. Also, too, you've got that layer of, hey, man, I told these guys today I'm going to be there tomorrow. So when the alarm goes off and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to train today. I'm tired. It's like, I oh, man, you told these guys you were going to train. You told yourself you were going to train. Also, You've registered for their class. You can't now pull out. It's too late because there's a probably a four-hour window before you can cancel. You're on, man. And so it forces you, like we go back to, what's it for? It forces you to do the work you know you need to do, but you probably don't want to do it in the moment. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you feel like it's so hard for us in the first place not to hold ourselves accountable? Like, What makes it difficult? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> there's so many more comfortable things we want to do. Like the things we want to hold ourselves accountable are towards the things we desire to do, but there's a bit of resistance towards it. It's not like holding yourself accountable to eating ice cream every night, to watching, you don't hold yourself accountable to making sure, I got to make sure I sit down and watch an hour of Netflix a day. It's the opposite. It's the accountability to not eat the stuff that we want to eat but we're not eating the stuff we need to eat in that moment. And it's the same with choosing a book over watching a TV show. It's picking water over drinking a beer. It's giving your chosen one a hug and a kiss and letting her know how much you love her, even if you've woken up in a mood and you don't really want to fucking share that with her because you're tired and you're cranky. Let me ask you this then. Like, what do you feel is like the most important thing that a man should be held accountable for? Commitment. I really think it's about being holding yourself accountable to your committed path. So the first step you've got to do under that, though, is figure out, well, what is my committed path? What is it that I want to do? Who do I want to be? And then holding yourself accountable to how that man would operate. How does he operate as a father? How does he operate as a husband or a partner? How does he operate in business? How does he operate as a friend? How does he operate as a son? How does he hold himself in terms of his standards on a day-to-day -day basis? 
the challenge is I, I just feel a lot of us aren't clear on that. We haven't done the work. We kind of feel who we want to be. And if we kind of know who we want to be, but we're not committed to who we want to be, we'll always take the easy path. It's much easier to keep doing what we've been doing, the habits that have already been set, whether they're habits that help or habits that hinder, because it's routine. There's less effort required, less energy required. Hey man, yeah, I'm going to try and change that. But in 24 to 48 hours of trying to change something, if you're not committed to the new path, like genuinely, like deep down inside, fucking hardcore commitment to it, it just won't change. doesn't matter how much accountability, you'll always buckle. Unless you have, like we said, a pla- an, an accountability platform that really drives you into that new modality. Now, like speaking of you, like personally, right? How do you hold yourself accountable, Ben? Good question. I have all those layers in place. The Rising King's Brotherhood, man, like I'm in legacy. I'm a brother in legacy. I'm accountable to them. So the first thing is I got a set of standards that I need to uphold. And if I don't uphold them, man, I'm called out very quickly. The next layer underneath that is with my chosen one. She knows the man I want to be and who I desire to be. So as soon as it steps out of line, I've shared with my chat, pull me up, call me out. I've got another layer, even with the kids, right? I don't want to swear in front of my kids. I don't want to yell in front of my kids. I don't want to operate like, you know, in terms of some of these behaviors and patterns in front of my children. So whenever that breaks, my children will hold me accountable. Daddy, you just swore. Okay, that's 10 knuckle push-ups. Let's go. Daddy, you raised your voice. You yelled. Okay, that's 10 knuckle push-ups. So there's those layers. And then there's myself. And that's the part that I just keep working on. And that comes down to commitment. Because I just got to keep asking myself, man, are you committed to this or not? Committed to being your best version or not? And that's where I hold myself accountable on the personal level. But the first line of breakage is myself. Because I'm like, well, you're not feeling it today. But that's where my chosen one will pull me up. My kids will pull me up. Or the brotherhood will pull me up. And I think for me, like that's pretty easy for us, right? Including myself, right? It's like, ah, I'm not feeling it today. You're... And it's raining outside. I think it was on Sunday. I wanted to go to the range. Ah, my back hurt a little bit. Let me just, you know, push it off. Or the kids wanted to go and play. And it's like, ah, I've got some, a couple things I need to do for, you know, for work and stuff like that. And I just push it off. But the problem for me, like what I catch myself is the crazy part for me is I'll catch myself doing it, but yet I'll still do it. And I know a lot of guys will do, you know, will feel that, you know, will resonate with that, right? I know I've said to myself, hey, I'm just giving myself another BS excuse. But let me, yeah, you know what? I'll just push it off to tomorrow. And oh, I'll just, you know, no, no, no big deal, right? I don't, who's gonna, is my daughter really gonna tell me to do 200, you know, burpees? Nah, she'll, she'll forget, right? So like with guys like that, like what are some of the things that we could sort of implement to really be able to, to start holding ourselves accountable instead of just going, nah, I'll, nah, I'll just do it to tomorrow. Clarity is the first thing. You gotta get clear on what is it you want to change. And why do you want to change that? Because if, if we start to go down the path of, you know, at the end of the day, the accountability is there to uphold us to standards in how we operate and how we behave and how we act. And we want those to turn into habits. So we have to get clear on what they actually look like and why they're important to us. So if one of them is around, hey, I don't want to drink as much, like alcohol being a big thing. I, I don't want to drink as much as I do. I want to minimize, I, you know, Maybe I drink every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, four or five beers each of those nights. I'm a little bit shit the next day. I'm tired. I'm a bit hungover. I'm less patient with the kids. I'm less connected with my chosen one. I want to drop that back, you know? 
So you got to get clear on what does that look like? Is it two beers a night? Is it no beers? Is it one? What is it? So that at least you know what it is you're going to uphold. The second part is, so once you've got the clear understanding of what it is that you want to change, the second part is what's the accountability protocol that's, that's going to be in that? And what I mean by that is what's your skin in the game? If I break this, what's the consequence I will do immediately after? Like I said before, I wanted to stop swearing in front of the kids. So whenever I swore, the children would tell me and my consequence in that moment was 10 knuckle push-ups. All right, regardless, man, if we're out on a, a busy road and I swear, as soon as I get the chance to pull over, and you can ask the kids, man, they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not. Now it's not about you guys. This is, I got to break this. I got to break this in me. And so, you know, pull over, 10 knuckle push ups on the gravel, knuckles bleeding, you know, then the kids feel bad. But it's like, look, it's not about, I had to remind them, this is not, it's not about you guys feeling bad, like I've asked you to pull me up when I swear, so I become consciously aware of it. So you've got to have that consequence in place because once you start seeing it and you become aware of it, that's when the habit starts to break. And then the third is, you know, is actually making sure you do it and you stick to it. And so another example, so even with my, my son and, and my daughter, we put this in place uh, about two weeks ago. I just, that's probably three weeks ago. Hey, my son, you know, every time he asks for something, hey, can we go to the skate park? And say, oh, mate, now's not the best time. Like, I can't do that right now. He makes this, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, honestly, it's like this sound. And it was happening, ah, oh, 10 times a day. It like became, I was becoming hyper aware of it. I was like, man, are you aware that you say, ah, oh, to everything, everything. Every time you ask a question for something you desire, or want in the moment, and it can't be done, you do this, ah, oh. and he goes, no, I don't. I said, mate, you do. I said, here's what's going to happen. Every time you do it, I'm going to call you out, and it's five air squats. He goes, okay, no lie here. The first weekend we went through this, he must have done 100 air squats. And then, so that was the first weekend. Then as we move forward, it turned into like one or two sets in a day. This past weekend, didn't even happen. Like it's dropped out. I could tell him for the next four years, stop saying, ah, oh, stop saying, ah, oh. that doesn't change anything for him. I've got to make him become consciously aware of it. And so he started doing these, these air squats. And it was the same with my daughter. Anytime it was like, ah, oh, it was like five air squats. And this is when we talk about accountability, this is when shit changes. Now they had to agree to it and they had to say, hey, the consequence in play is five air squats. And so that's what's been in play. And man, it blows my mind to see that because then I reflect on myself. Okay, where are these things happening in my world that I'm doing that I feel I want to change and I need to put a consequence in place so that I can become hyper-consciously aware of it so I start thinking twice before I actually just go straight into that default mode. These are the things I'm talking about that can really change the way a man behaves. Now, you talked about sort of clarity in the beginning, right? Sort of being clear on exactly what it is that you want and what is your goal, right? And I'm curious, like for you, you know, do you tell other people what your goals are or what is it that you want to be or what is it that you want to achieve so that they can also hold you accountable? Or is it something that you sort of keep within yourself so that maybe it's, you know, you don't disappoint others or you don't, or if you don't achieve it, that you don't feel like a failure? No, I think the best thing you can do is share it. So inside Rising Kings, you know, we come up with what's called a personal code. Inside our personal code, we have our you know, personal statement at the top, and then we have our values, and then we have our behaviors that sit underneath those. 
So all of a sudden, you've got full exposure to the brotherhood. Hey, this is the man I desire to be. These are the values I want to uphold, and these are the behaviors that are going to drive those. Share that with my chosen one. Share that with my children. Hey, anytime I'm not operating in these behavior sets or these values, please call me out. Remind me. Show me. Because again, coming back to what you said before, if you hide it and keep it to yourself, that's okay. But at the end of the day, right, you're going to let yourself off the hook. Ah, fucking didn't do that. No one knows any better. That's okay. I'll let myself slide. And the more we do that, the more we start to distrust ourselves. So it's important to get visibility around it. And I get it at first. It's very fucking uncomfortable because you're going to be called out a lot. However, if you want, and this is the part I was talking about before, if you are truly committed, genuinely committed to transformation, then having that visibility and exposure and putting it out there, that's the best, biggest thing you can do. That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.